That was very Olympic. I do miss Bob Costas. I know you do. I, I really miss Bob Costas, but Tim, it's it's Olympic season. It's been an Olympic weekend in my house. I know it has been in yours. It has been. We've been texting over. I feel like your kids probably care a little bit more than mine do. They they have been into it for sure. But as a kid, I was very much I into was it. So into it, but so last train up a child last night. Uh, Lewis, my five year old, was watching the women's gymnastics Oof. and just kept saying, "No, mommy can do that." And I can she not? I don't. I don't think she can. And then she. Then then he was like, "No, that's a trampoline," because we had just been to the bounce place, which we'll we'll be discussing in great detail later. Mm. But uh, I feel mm. like my kids feel like it's all just made for TV. It's it's not it's just not. made for TV. It's it is made for real life drama. It impacts and I my love heart every bit of it more than it should. It used to be my favorite thing on the planet. Well, Rebecca says she used to watch in her mom's Facebook. Then she got married. Now she uses he uses his wife's account. <laughs> I will that's, always find a way to watch without creating my own account. That's very confusing, Rebecca. Thank you, not Rebecca. <laughs> but we're glad that you're here. We're <laughs> thrilled. Uh, Earl's right. It's going to be a great show. But Rebecca, who was your mom? I'm so I'm so interested to know. I, I don't know how many accounts have you used to watch the show. <laughs> it's, it's like when you're in college and you're signing up for like a free burrito and you use 18 different emails or like 12 different birthdays. Not that I would ever. I believe it was a free subway outside of UNF mm. every single Monday. Peeking a little bit, just want to drop. When we laugh, yeah, our audio I, goes. Rebecca, up. I get that this is your husband speaking. I just don't know your name. I just we don't know who you are. I don't know who Rebecca Young is married to. Steve, good morning. We're glad you're able to join us. Anybody else a little bit a little bit tired? I'm, My I'm, sleep schedule is thrown off. Andrew, what time are we texting this morning? Was it seven? It was seven because we were. It was the men's gymnastics. Here's the problem. Last night, I was exhausted, and uh, is that I, the reason you weren't responding when I was talking about skateboarding? Yes, because I took I like took handfuls of melatonin and went to bed at like eleven o'clock, and then got up at like five ish. I was trying to explain to you that had we just played the math, which our MIT grad skateboarder should have done. Maybe she focused more on the technology than the math. Look at the math. Had she landed her final two tricks, not not the difficulty of them. Had she simply landed them, she would have been on the podium. I, Does this not matter to anyone else? Here's the thing, Tim. We got a medal count. We we need to to actually do the intro of the show and talk about the week in ministry that was medal count. But Tim and I have been discussing all weekend. What team sport he and I can get good at in the next three years to try to qualify? We don't we don't expect a medal. Like we we know our limitations. But what is the summer Olympic equivalent of curling that two men in their late thirties at that point early forties for me could somehow do? Now the oldest and youngest Olympian this time are both table tennis players. We we dabble, but there's a there's a skill level that we could never attain. In table tennis. But you're saying that within three years, we could probably be good enough at, at a something. At something, whatever the summer, I feel like the air like, rifle is something because the people that are winning medals in air rifle are 18 and 17 years old. So they can't have been doing it for that long. I, what can we do to represent our country and probably make some money for the morning after ministry show? We need to hear from you. What can we do to get to the Olympics? I've already promised my kids in 2028 a road trip out to Cali. So out to Ooh. L.A., and I'm dead serious. Oh, I've, I've, I've I went to the Atlanta Olympics. It was I have the pinnacle of my childhood. Always wanted to go to an Olympic event. There are a few things I saw women's I, Russian volleyball. It's the only thing we could afford tickets to. I love volleyball. I'm five foot six. It was never quite my sport, but 
I love volleyball. As a child going to the Olympics, I actually thought I was going to compete. So I remember yeah. practicing on the basketball court. I got there and realized I was not you, going to you, compete. You thought they'd be like, hey, we need one more. I was you ready. there. I didn't know it was just going to be women's Listen, volleyball. We're getting into all of it. Yesterday was Sunday. This? This is the morning after. Welcome to the morning after ministry show. A caffeine fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. There's lots of Olympic comments. Look, Kevin, I'm just glad. What happened? What did we do? I didn't do anything. Oh my gosh, are we still our audio? No, I just there? I didn't hit the right button. I'm just an idiot. Why would you do that? Because I've been up for 38 straight hours watching Olympic. It's coverage. been a lot of Olympic coverage, Kevin. I'm so glad you're able to join. Kevin is his name. There we go. It's not Rebecca. Kathy was the original account. It's Drew Nihilus's brother-in-law. Oh, okay. Now you that know. makes that makes way more sense. Uh, Earl is talking about. How about smoking weed and not getting to compete? Look, I get it. But there are rules to any job, including being an Olympic athlete. I guess. USA Track and Field has rules. Look, the Russians broke a bunch of rules, and now they can't even call themselves Russians. They have to call themselves the... Sorry, Stephanie Russian Stephanie Olympic did correct me. Committee. It's not Russia. It's the Russian Olympic Committee, the ROC. No, but in 1996, they were Russia. When you saw them in, in 96, Atlanta, they were. In 92, they were not Russia. Because the Soviet Union had just fallen and they were all playing under the Olympic banner. I was thinking about this all weekend. How many times in my consciousness since, you know, I think the 88 Olympics were the first ones that I had any recollection of what was going on. Wow, you are old. How many times have the Russians not been able to call themselves Russians? It's been a bunch. It's been a bunch like, because. Why can't we just call them like the, the, the big fat cheater heads? The cheaters from over there. The big fat cheater heads, and we're allowed to not like them. And they still get to compete. I know. And like, they still cheat. I know. It's Who is this? I mean, you saw how Whatever. Ivan Drago trained, right? He wasn't chopping wood. Oh, he I'm had well all aware. that science up his nose and stuff. It wasn't just science. I mean, there was, they were yeah. injecting him. I, I get it. We like the Olympics. We also like Rocky Four. I also am kind of okay with USA men's basketball losing. Because no, anytime, any, no, no, just like in, I, I know I you're want, upset at no, them. I want them to win the gold medal, of course. But anytime Kevin Durant looks bad, I'm okay. Stop, America, I USA. Love, I love America. Our women's three, I three want, on three team looked what? awesome this morning let against China. Give Dame Lillard the ball and let him do what he does. But I'm just saying, I was okay with. I was okay. Jerry with says the Olympic nerdery mad. here is breathtaking. Are we? We're not the only ones, right? Like, Girl we, we know you're that out there. Putin is going to blow up this podcast. I hope so. <laughs> every every couple of years, they say, "Oh, the Olympics are over. The hype is done. NBC has overpaid their contract, and NBC like pays like four Olympics in a row." And every time they're like, "Whoops, never mind." It was the highest rated thing on every channel for everybody for an entire two weeks. Even I remember the Winter Olympics in Vancouver. There are all these stories about in sports business and, you know, has, has, is this the death of NBC sports? And no, no, it's not. Speaking of Winter Olympics, Andrew, we're only months away from the Beijing Winter. Like, we're, we're getting two back Olympics back. back to back. We should introduce ourselves so I can click on this. I'm Tim. This is Andrew. We Watch get, our show. Every Listen single Monday, show. we talk all Follow, things like, Olympics. Subscribe. Wouldn't it be funny if we just had an Olympic podcast and we talked about What's going on? We, we could to. go to the Olympics with press credentials that way in three years. Oh we could spend the next three years talking about Olympic hopefuls. Look, we've had two medals, medalists from the Tampa Bay area. 
We the, that was in taekwondo and in swimming. I have rewatched far. that taekwondo match four times. <laughs> it was that good. I mean, like, her her dojo is four minutes from my house. I love America. We have a problem. Jerry says hot take. Not watching the Olympics. Jerry, I'm not putting that on a shirt. If anything, skateboarding, and that's it. Come guys, where is your team spirit? I mean, I've watched some badminton. wasn't proud of that. It wasn't even American badminton. It was just the first day, and I was. Itching for something. I I neglected to watch the opening ceremony and opted to watch our men's table tennis instead. Okay. I also I had picture in picture with the Rays and you did. Marcus says I love the Olympics, but the commentary is not entertaining at all. Like they need to step. Okay, so it depends on the sport. Um, swimming commentary when they're coming down the stretch like that, like that that'll get your your juices flowing. I think Phelps has done a way better job as the color analyst than he did as the host of SNL. I also I was looking up. He has a net worth of fifty five million dollars from swimming. Retired at thirty two. Fifty five million dollar net worth from swimming. This morning's gymnastics commentary was really funny. They they were actually kind of going against each other a couple of times. It was really odd. It was like they were last, almost like fighting last this night. Is weird. But here's the they the the athletes can hear them this year because there's no right because there's it's no so fans weird. and so they're talking at this volume to each other. The athletes are like 12 feet away. Or so, women's beach volleyball where they have a live DJ. Yeah, a live DJ who's and masked no up by himself. Outside. Yeah, so he's outside by himself 40 yards away. And the away. camera cuts to him like every other play. Well, it's because it's either that or cut to the wedgie. They hug. We talked about doing that after every hot take we had. I love volleyball. They hug after every play, and I, I just like hugs. Watching basketball this morning, I was thinking, what if they did that too? After every shot, they can't. Made, they can't for three v they three v three because you got to take the ball behind the yeah, three point line, which is hilarious because it's the way we still play basketball. But I, see, we would always have to check it up after you score. But whatever, Tim. We have to talk about the week in the ministry that was. Stephanie says so you could be the commentators for the average Joe and average Jane that I'm still petitioning that we put in with the athletes. I'm all for that. I, it would be great. Bundy thinks we could canoe. Could we though? Those guys go fast. Again, like we don't need a medal. We just need to qualify. What can we be in like the top four Americans at? What is something that Americans care about so little that we could do? Earl says that he won my son in a game of ping pong. Technically, he won the rights to be the godfather to my son in a game of ping pong. Um, it's true. Landon Larson, if you're watching, Anthony Allen Campbell is your godfather. You haven't seen him since you were like a year old. Like so we know you don't Texas. tune in here just for the Olympics, but just just brace yourself for this this episode and next episode. You're gonna, and probably the one after. You're probably going to get a lot so of the, Olympic the talk. The day before the well, the day of the Olympic opening ceremony. Yeah. I drove over to Tampa to meet up with Ken Leslie. Did you really? It was beautiful. Ken's he, a longtime friend, DYM author, and fellow youth pastor. He's an everything pastor, and he's he just really great is. and wonderful. Awesome. As we were finishing our hour and a half two hour brunch bro time together we were like we were leaving and and selfieing i'm like dude we just spent like two hours together and we didn't talk about dym once wow and it's not like we it you used still to love, be you that, still love yeah, DYM. no it used to be that we would get together like to talk dym when hey let me see your spreadsheet because ken and i were notorious for keeping these very very detailed dym sales spreadsheets but it's funny like you ministry brings you together as a friend and then you just turn into a friend friend and it was great it was like oh We've had this two-hour-long conversation about how's life, how's ministry. I don't. I don't think we could go stuff. three episodes without talking about the importance of friendship and ministry. I just, 
it, it has to be there. How I don't know. You're not going to last. How would you do this job? You don't. If you were not friends with other people that do this job, because it's a very weird job compared to Ken, what else other people no, actually Ken's do. Ken's not it. in Florida. He was visiting. Ken Ken's family. So his wife is a teacher. Yes. And they're in Michigan. And Michigan has like a rule that you cannot start the school year until after Labor Day. So much of rule. their tourism a great is built on going up to the Upper Peninsula, and the, it's freezing in Michigan until like July 1st anyway. Yep. And so you cannot start school until after Labor Day in Michigan. And so his family Airbnb'd a house in Orlando for like six weeks. So he came down for like the first week, and then his wife and kids were here. And then he came down for the last week. So Adam's wondering if we could start Olympic synchronized podcasting. We're probably already in the top four. I'd be all over that sport. We, the things that they call a sport, and I'm, I'm sure we could. I like the horse dancing. Look, I'm not very athletic. I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've been to a trampoline bounce house place with me in the past week. I mean, you tried your best. It was awful. You caught our Insta story. We jousted. Uh, I lost. Twice. And um, pushing strollers with kids, we could do that. But we we were. Uh, <laughs> You know, we, we bounced for 10 or 12 minutes. We, we dodgeballed a little bit, and then we went and jousted. And when we were done jousting, I had I had to take a breather. I thought— No, 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 no. Andrew says he had to take a breather. I found him at the picnic area by the vending machines, sprawled out on the bench with six random—not our kids. No, like the— Six random like kids. The camp kids that, you know, they're being supervised they, by 14-year-olds. They've clearly been there for eight hours, but they're, they they're no hovered— They wanted to bounce. They're hovered over I Andrew. my eyes, and there are all these children— Like, one of them is me. just kind of poking his shoulder to make sure he's alive. It felt like— the first day of soccer conditioning after a summer of doing nothing. And it was like 12 minutes. It was not like we had been doing athletic things for a long time. It was, Look, it was bad. Marcus, my back that, still hurts from our trip to the bounce house on Thursday. The it camera stare is for you. Marcus says the way Tim stares at the camera. While Andrew talks to him. I feel Tim is looking into my soul. I wish you could have he seen the way these kids were staring at Andrew. Was, my wife took pictures and just thought it was the funniest thing well, ever. I, your wife said, who are those kids? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> they were all so concerned. I was. I, then we were concerned. I went, I, got, I went to the bathroom. At one point you said, I'm dizzy. Also, you have to wear those socks there. You, go you said, in, my feet are sweaty. You go into the bathroom at the bounce house place, and it's all like concrete floor. and Ooh, supermarket sweep. Yes. It's not an Olympic sport. Should be. I'm just saying you had to wear you had to wear socks. You do with no shoes into the bathroom floor, which is gross. And so, and there's no paper towels to like wipe the sweat off your face because they have hand dryers only. And so I went to the water fountain. I was like, Can I, should I sit on the table? And I'm like, I'm just gonna lay down. Mm. I thought I was gonna pass out a little bit. And a then, little bit. And then I was fine after that. I just didn't bounce anymore. You bounced back up, but you did not bounce back. I slacklined two or three times after that. You got three, four steps. I was, not an Olympic sport, so it doesn't matter. Slacklining, not an Olympic sport. Maybe Andrew could try speed walking. That I, might be pushing his boundaries. No, that's, that's a good, because you have to have one foot on the ground at all time. Unlike running, where, you know, there's like some hop in your stride. In speed walking, they like give you a red card if you have both feet off the ground at the same time. I could practice that at the mall, just going in circles. CG, I'm open for badminton. I don't, I don't know if any Americans have ever even attempted badminton. We yes, could, we could try it. Bella Swan and Mike Cullen. I saw your not, comment. Not Mike Cullen, Mike Newton were partners in the first Twilight book in badminton and PE. That's right. They were. Just, Was that in the movie? I don't know if they. Yes, I think they mentioned it. 
Look, we, this, should talk, we should talk ministry. This show is also about all things uh, the weekend ministry that was, and I think I think you preached yesterday, I preached Andrew. Most Sundays, Tim. As lead pastors, we do tend to preach most Sundays. Andrew, how many Sundays a year would you say you preach? Forty nine ish, which is probably too many. Probably, but we don't have a lot of. Uh, 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 there's not. Have a, you seen the th- say, the threads going yes. about how many Sundays there's should not, I preach? There's not a super as, deep bench. I've got one off coming up in September. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's so just scheduled in a perfect world coming up. How many weeks in a row would you go before having someone else preach? Two series, six weeks, eight six weeks. weeks, eight weeks, depending on the series. But right, so right now we are in a summer in the Psalms. So we, we're calling it a series, but really it's it's a ten, bunch of one offs. It's ten standalone messages from the Psalms, right? With the same graphic each and every week because people are traveling. You don't want to feel like if you miss something, which you one-off can be great in between series, but preaching many one-offs in a row is, is actually exhausting. difficult. Oh, it's hard because you can't build. Week yeah, to you, week. you're not building any momentum. You're not, you know, you, you don't get that five minutes at the beginning of, hey, let's recap where we've been, where mm-hmm. we're going, kind of thing. Um, but this past, like, I feel like I've kind of gotten in the zone, which is kind of sad because we only have two weeks left of our ten-week summer in the Psalms, but. I was doing my final run through Saturday night, putting together the the keynote presentation and everything. And I thought to myself, this all came together a lot quicker and a lot easier than a lot of other weeks have. Which makes you really nervous. Which makes you nervous. It's like, did I was I watching too much Olympics? Uh what what was going on? You know, this this should not have come together as easily as it did. You're just a great writer. Well, Thank you. I appreciate that, Timothy. But as I was preaching, you know, you you look out and you see the eye contact, you see if people are tracking. And I'm thinking, this is going well. And afterwards, I had like multiple people waiting to talk to me to be like, hey, I just want you to know that was good. And I want to be like, how do I tell people that this whole sermon came together in about four hours on Thursday afternoon? I don't think they would care. And then two hours on Sunday. Like It was I, the... The study time was about the same, but the writing time was maybe a third of what others have been, and it just worked. I feel like I cheated a little bit. Is that maybe bad? You maybe I you did. did. I mean, kind of, but. I, I don't think it's bad. I think we both probably preached a bit long yesterday, I, but it was well received. I went 38 minutes yesterday. That's long for me. I am going to check the time this afternoon when I upload the sermon audio to the website. I, I know I know, I went at least 38 as well, but I, I did get some some good feedback as well. It was a. Jerry says, uh, "Clarity is people cracking a good a good thing." I th- I think so. Maybe cracking up. People cracking. I don't know. It's like Justin crack. says, "No, nobody's going to care." Great content is great content, no matter how long it takes. Uh, Laura says, "Glad I could be there for your cheat day." Hey, I'm glad you were there. Listen, Laura, hey. um, oh, I love I, the Hayes family. Like, I I did feel like I was getting away with something. It, I someone literally someone was talking to me after. I'm like, I'm like, thank you so much. And you say you're welcome, like, I, I, right? You know, like don't don't do like the all oh, glory to God. Like, no, like no, did. I no, I I legit one one of my friends like was accept the thanks, and it was also it was a weird week because our worship team was like five of our regular. Andrew Stephanie My- Stephanie Miller says Stephanie Meyer thought the same thing about the stuff she wrote too. There you go. Oof, oof. If you're comparing me to Stephanie Meyer, I'm I'm game. She made a lot of money. She did. She made a whole lot of money. But I was I was talking to one of our elders and I and I straight up said, like, I feel like I've gotten away with something because so much of my attention on the day, five of our eight regular band members were out. 
So we had to fill in worship leaders. So I was doing a lot of tech stuff. And so even the Sunday morning, I'm going to take some time to to pour over notes and, and make sure I didn't get to do any of that. It felt it maybe felt you should great. do that more often. Maybe maybe I should just wing it more often. Maybe that's the trick. Maybe less prep. No, no, more study. And that's you know that you always want to seem over prepared, under rehearsed, and I don't know. Nathan Megan's wondering if uh, we can get this kind of chatter during the NFL season. Look, it's it's coming. I'm I'm sneaking up to Jacksonville this weekend. Uh, Did you see the Buccaneers' new rings? You the, Raymond, James Raymond James inside inside of the ring. Wow. The ring presentation was amazing. Was great. I'm I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I am I am headed up. Well, to a, I would wheeze a little bit. I'm ready to. I'm attending a training camp <clears throat> on Saturday. I will not be participating in the training camp. I will be watching the training camp. See, the Buccaneers training camp is closed to the public. We have our open day on Saturday. Okay. Well, I just think it's great. <clears throat> I think so it's the NFL wonderful. chatter is coming. Brace yourselves. I mean, you're wearing a well, that's an NFL flag shirt. It's still NFL. Yeah. NFL it, hat. You've got a. Got a Jags hat on. I coach NFL flag. Undefeated season. I uh I watch a lot of Rays games. About 160 of them a year ish. Justin says playoffs. Twilight is the gym of our generation, as is Andrew Larson. Wow. wow. I I take deep, deep pride in comments. My like oldest that. daughter just finished the first Twilight book, so Did we she? watched the film with her. How'd she afterwards. feel about him? She loved it. She's she's at that age. She absolutely loved it. I've told everyone for generations I'm a professional middle school girl. Therefore, I have this is the very very true entertainment habits as one. And uh, ooh, legitimate ministry question marks is how far out <laughs> do you guys plan out your series, and does that plan ever change? I would say you the, go first. The series does or the plan does change. Yes, I usually try to plan out. Like I think in terms of three semesters a year, so we're we have, we're youth pastors at heart. Yeah. So this is so, this so is you how have we still plan. Fall to Christmas. Mm-hmm. You have spring, which is January to June. Yeah. And then you have summer. The problem is, is right now, I've I was like so excited to have a ten week series. It's done in two weeks, and I do not have my fall figured out. Ooh, we were having oof, lunch oof, last oof, Monday, oof, 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 oof. and I looked. I, I don't know. We were talking about sermon calendar stuff, and I looked at you and said, "Oh no, Advent is." Coming. And it it's is. like it's like we need it's to terrifying. We, it's not August yet, but we are about to the point where we need to know what we're doing. For I, I, I already had an elder ask me what's the Advent plan for sermon, and, um, and I just kind of gave the blank stare. Yeah, so I mean, t- typically I try to know the whole semester going in, mm-hmm. but there's still time. The, the next say, semester hasn't started, so I've, you still I've have got time. Two weeks to get the next fourteen weeks of sermon in, of sermon series planned out and so i plan very similarly except we teach uh mainly through books of the bible so uh really i don't you have say we teach mainly through books of the bible you've done it twice i mean titus okay acts. ruth acts and now ephesians and now ephesians okay so i guess four times so this so, so between titus and ruth you did other series before you did the it was book. titus then advent then ruth then three or four weeks for easter and then acts and then you were in Acts for like a year. We were in Acts for over a year. So right now we are, I just preached week 12 of Ephesians, which got us all the way to the end of chapter four. So we're starting chapter five of Ephesians next week. And then we will do a one-off in between Ephesians and Esther. So Esther is coming in the fall at Lakeview Church. I do. I'm a big fan of Esther. So my lead I, elder will preach in between those two weeks and then Esther will take us. How many weeks are you planning for Esther? It'll take us to Advent. It's like doing math in my head about how many weeks you're going to get the next couple chapters of Ephesians. 
I love Esther. Legit one of my favorite books in the Bible. I think, I think, it's I, would, 10. I, think I would have a hard time doing more than three or four weeks in Esther. But... I mean, I, I usually base it off my favorite sermon series and my favorite commentaries, mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> usually how I get. You okay? Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't have your gallon of water with you. I do not. I should. I should. So I think it's going to be 10 weeks in Esther. It's a lot of weeks in Esther. Uh, and yes, the plan does change. Originally, um, Ephesians was going to go well into September, uh, but we decided to combine a couple of weeks. So we we are always open to plans changing. I think. Easter is going to be an Easter sermon. Christmas is going to be a Christmas sermon. And it has to be. It has everything to be. else is kind of open for whatever the calendar yeah, th- Those needs. aren't going to change, like, obviously. We, you can't plan around a hurricane. Um, you can't plan around some kind of world event that needs to be discussed. So, yeah, sometimes you can get everything in there that you want to, and sometimes you can't. You're looking at stuff. I, I was reading because I have a tough time reading your Handwriting. handwriting one says burping then i realized it said bouncing because we bounced together at the tramp which was by the way that's two weeks in a row not just you we you and i hang out every monday yes but two but weeks, two weeks in, in a row our families got together and my daughters got to run away from your sons for two weeks in a row um one of your daughters was trailing very closely behind one of my sons looking over her her shoulder to see if we were noticing that she was noticing oh boy i'm okay with it i'm just it's fine you know it's an exciting time. ministry families your, having fun together. your oldest daughter <laughs> i know her well did, did not know who she was dealing with we were talking about some tv oh boy. show oh boy she she got the full wrath she, of andrew Larson. she got it good she uh she we were talking about tv show or something fairly mindless and she said mr andrew how many books have you read this month oof oof <laughs> and i was a, i think she was so proud that she had read multiple books and i was like she was ready to kind of well get you. I'm currently on my fifth novel this month. Wow. And they're averaging about 800 pages. Mm. What up? Maybe it was this summer. I haven't, you know, but still, it was it was hey, a good feeling of one of those. And they're they're fluffy. And they're not fluffy, but they're they're there's nothing academic. There's nothing deep and we, spiritual. We didn't get into this, but you could you could talk briefly. So how how do you how do you rotate your reading list? Because I I've, I've been trying to do ministry and then fun kind of like yeah. interchangeably lately you did you finish ready player one so i finished ready player one. Oh my gosh it i mean it, it immediately skyrocketed to the top it's, of my list like it was just like i'm gonna I, go through it again probably next year um i have you know i for the most part when i'm here in the office i'm doing i don't want to say scholarly because that just sounds hoity-toity but you know i'm doing well i mean you have I'm, multiple plaques in your wall i'm doing churchy reading i'm doing sermon prep stuff and I try not to do a lot of that at home. So if I'm in the car, if I'm listening to an audio book. Right, which is where I consume most of my That's usually books. a fun book unless on the Practically Pastoring podcast. We do, we're doing the book club thing a little bit. Yep. So those have been, ah, oh, stink. I have to talk about this. So I should probably, you better listen to it. So I should probably actually finish the book. But I would say, you know, that that's a pretty good definition of if I'm reading during work time, it's a work-related book. If I'm reading for an hour before I fall asleep, Jack Ryan is probably saving well, us from the Russians or something. I think it's important that you do, uh, you do combo that. I was I just finished up Brett McCracken's The Wisdom Pyramid, mm-hmm. and when he talks about books, he talked about the importance of continuing the fun reading because it helps your love of reading. So, so I was like, that's that that's good content Like because we could lose our love of reading if we're only was, reading ministry books. I was, it, it started for me in seminary. I had, I, I feel like such, 
a tool saying this, but you are. We, we legit had a thousand pages a week of required reading during seminary. You learned and to so, read, like it or not. And so, and I was a fairly good student in high school and college, didn't need to study a whole lot. And I got to seminary and it was like, a, hey, Whoops. here's your first D minus, step it up. Been there. And so Been there. that was it. So in the summers and in like Christmas break in seminary is when I started reading novels for fun specifically to keep myself reading. But have you been reading Ronald Long fiction novels? Uh, yes. Award-winning. Uh, award he's, he's, he's won a, awards in my heart. He's about to release the 15th and final chapter of his epic saga. He's if not he, just DYM published. He's no, legit he's, published. He, come, come, on. On. come on. Come on. Um, yes, I have. I've, I have read. I'm going to mess up the whatever of Gilea I'm with. That's how you say it. The, the problem is, is that when you're reading, they're on things, Audible too. I, I was yes. going to start them. I think the first four, right, Ronald? And the the guy who's reading them is so good. I I, I am a big fan of good audiobooks. I, I as the guy well, who yes. reads these for him. So we just did an Arkansas road trip with family, like we do every summer. And my wife and I were doing the um, uh, Hunger Games prequel, which is really mm-hmm. fun, and. I had been listening to one of Ronald's books and she legit said, she's like, I just wish the guy that was reading the book you were listening to before was reading this one because he should read more. I'm, I'm just saying there's, you know, the, it's, it's like, it's fun to have the read by the author, but you're like, Oh, you're a writer. Exactly. You're not a voice. And and that's one of the issue. Well, that's one of the reasons that I don't do a lot of churchy books in the car because they're all read by the author. So many of them are read by the author and, but and, like when it's Andy Stanley, say, I'm like, That's I was fine. say Andy Stanley. I know your preaching voice really well. I don't need your yeah. reading voice. So hey, it's 11:56. We've wow. got more things to talk about. Do we? We do. We've got to talk about things. But okay. Tim, we also need to talk about our friends that help make the show possible. Thank you, friends, and that includes you. Chapter seven of Getting Ready for Marriage. It's my favorite chapter, not of bankruptcy, but of getting ready for marriage. Mm. Backseat, Backseat Leadership, Leadership Podcast. Podcast. It's a conversation for leaders who don't find themselves in the driver's seat just yet. Look, Jeff and Brad got some serious content over there. Go hang out in the back seat with Jeff and Brad. That sounds strange. Youth, Youth Ministry, Ministry University. University. Get your team trained. Get them on the same page, speaking the same language. Uh, How could you better serve your students than having your team trained up? Andrew... You need to know this, and so does the world. We are a proud, 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 pretty, pretty proud part of the, the DYM Podcast Network. We may be the only ones pumping out shows at a prolific rate, but that doesn't mean each we're the only ones every with week content. We do this, but each and every week, one of our friends does something way more worth listening That's to. That's what I'm saying. It's not always about quantity. Sometimes you need quality, and that's not why you're here on Mondays. You're here on Monday because you're required to be in the office. Because it's a work day, but you don't quite feel like working. So you're going to listen to us talk about not quite working. As I opposed to listening to children's novels in the car, as my, Andrew often does. I am getting my kids into reading. I'm fine with that. And so we do kids' audiobooks in the car. It's been very, very exciting. Oh, Stephanie gave that synchro commentating a 7.3 out of 10. Listen, we'll take a 7.3. Any day of the Again, week. we are not looking to meddle. We're just looking to represent our country. Hang on. Plus, if I can get on the podium, I'm, I'm gonna... But did you see all the... Especially if it only takes a simple math trick to get on the podium. Did you see all of the free polo and Nike stuff 
that the athletes got. Now, depending on your sport, you get different oh, I saw. clothes. Oh, I saw. But everybody The wardrobes were spectacular. The Nike stuff and the polo stuff, and then you get the stuff for your individual sport, which is going to be weird if you're like, because some of the sports are Adidas sports, yet Team USA is a Nike thing. So if you're doing a Team USA event, you wear Nike. If you're doing whatever, if you're doing volleyball, you wear Adidas. It's confusing. Look, we're going to have to talk about this because it's now being asked. Uh, Earl says, where is Dylan? Andrew, would you like to tell the world? He was murdered, and we will be spending our next 14 episodes as a real crime podcast dedicated to finding out what happened to Dylan Beals. Can it be half as good as the rise and fall of Mars Hill? It's it's. It shouldn't be that good. It is that I good. I know, but I'm sorry. Should, I'm just saying it shouldn't be that well. Pr- they've put so much time, effort, and energy into it. It's that good. But it's it's like we're listening to the autopsy of a church. Praying that it's never our church. It, but it is so compelling and it's so well produced. No, So Dylan, um, his schedule is changing up a little bit. He is about to finish his degree from Trinity College of Florida. Ooh. And he was here every Monday because... He lives, like the church here is halfway between where he's going to college and where he lives. Well, he's done with his Monday classes, and so he doesn't need to be here on Mondays. So he's done with us. I don't think he's done with us. I just think that right now he doesn't need to be here on Mondays. And you know what? I've been telling him for the year plus that he's worked here that he is here way too much for what we're paying him. You're a good, good pastor. So I'm thrilled with him respecting his time. I miss him. I wish we could be uh, having lunch with him afterwards, but he's not here right now. He's not here, but you know who has been here at your church? New families. We've had some new people, Tim. We've had some new families. We've seen an influx. Uh, one think- of my elders preached last week, and he got up, and he actually gasped to start the sermon. Because <gasps> it was a, I don't know a lot of these young families. It it's been really cool. We've seen an influx of young families, as have we, you. We, uh, no, young families, no. We should- we've seen an influx of, we've seen an influx of new families. <laughs> so Sorry. Yesterday was the perfect storm and we we knew it was happening but we had multiple families that were like our main families out of town right yesterday we had five children in total four of whom were mine <laughs> we've all been but, there. but, but we, we've all been there. we knew it was happening yes. like you know we coordinated with our it's with fine. all of the, the you volunteers. immediately went home and posted on the practically pastoring facebook page it's okay to pastor a small church uh no i was reading that last night what a that, great article. that was a, a gospel coalition article oh that my spoke gosh. as someone whose pastors a small church it spoke to me it was great and so i thought it was wonderful so i shared it but no um we we knew that was happening but one thing that works i got a 9.3 on my segue nice one thing that we are seeing a, a, in, an influx of, which we need, is empty nesters, which sure. is wonderful because the whole time that we've been here, we've we've appealed to young families as a young family mm-hmm. myself. Um, you used our, to be. Our church uh, has plenty of beyond retirees, you know, people in their 70s and their 80s. We've got that when I got here, that was the vast majority of the church, but there was that kind of middle generation, and uh, we've been Looking seeing- for some boomers? We love boomers, but we've been seeing quite a few boomers. The question is, what are you doing to keep track of and engage with and retain your visitors? And can we like be like, more specific? What are you doing at at a smaller church? Like yeah. I get like the bigger churches have some of those resources that we don't have, and we some give of the software, you the T-shirt, that- and a customized website, and we detail your car. How cool would that be? It would be cool. Like just think, you know, what you got a couple middle school boys that aren't going to sit still during the service. Go Here's the, the deal. Car. Someone visits, you yep. detail their car. 
that would be an awesome. I would visit that church. I know my with uncle my wife, was with my wife's car. Like okay. legit, my uncle was working on a strategy where he had volunteers leaving mid sermon because they turned in volunteer cards before the sermon and would deliver goods to the person's house mid sermon. So when they got home from church, there was a, a welcome bag on their doorstep. Hot fresh brownies or something. That is next level. That's next level. Yeah, that's not. We we give you a mug. Yep, it's got, got a mug. A, it's got a flyer in it that's got it's a nice some mug. Pictures of our church. It's inspired other mugs. But here's here's the thing about about our muggings. We don't. You, I don't think we have gotten to the point beyond our COVID return where at at one point we had someone like with a clipboard like, "Hey, you're visiting. Sign in here." Nice. We don't want that because that's kind of scary. So, but we also don't want to not know someone's name when they come back the next week. Like, oh, hey, buddy, bro, great to see you. know, we, we should actually have someone's name written down. So I don't know if we need to step up some kind of a connection card. So game. we did. We went to almost exclusively digital connection cards. And one of my volunteers um, has the what's the vinyl making machine called? It prints out vinyl. So he printed out QR codes and mm-hmm. he put them up in strategic locations and we put them up on the screens and people now. And it's it's worked. I think the first Sunday we had them put up 15 or 20 actually snapped the picture it took them to the digital connect card okay so qr codes above the water fountain seem to work that's that's separate qr code above the giving boxes so you can actually snap that pic to go right to our online giving it's a good idea uh and then what do you what are you doing for follow-up we uh i get it if we we don't know someone's name it's hard to follow up we need to get better we say it's great to see you when they're here next week right um i i do the personal phone call if they don't answer leave a voicemail shoot them an email and then I was sending people videos. Videos are I cool. I remember that. Yeah, sorry. But again, you got lazy. Sen- well, it's it since the pan- no one's collecting. If you don't have their info, if you don't really have the info, to- it's hard to do it. And we don't want to go backwards right. to this is what worked in the 80s. We don't want to do that either. No. So I don't know. We yeah the digital connect I, card I'm asking the cameras that somebody out there can say there. There's going to be here's what we're doing and it's working. The well. ideas are soon to be flooding in and. Earl says he visited six different churches last year, and the digital welcome card was by far the easiest and most helpful. I, I agree. I don't know if there's anything easier than the digital, the digital welcome Marcus card. Marcus says I don't know if I would trust middle schoolers to detail a first time guest card. Very, very true. Uh, but it'd be that still would be a really cool thing. I've had to kick car detailers out of our parking lot though. Why? Be, Put them to work. No, because like our parking lot people, if they want to use your parking lot, they need to detail your the pastor's car. I think that's fair, but you know they like set up like their pressure washer that you know they've got the gallons in the back of the ground. I'm like hey uh this isn't a public city parking lot you can't just set up a business in our parking clayton lot bowman says wait until you see the new flow code clayton is the one who's been printing out our qr codes for What's us a flow code I, i'm excited to see the new flow code i is that like an org chart it could be Look, speaking of follow-up, one of the benefits of being a pastor at a smaller church is we get to have that personal connection with more of our like personal connections. Uh, so I got to have a really fantastic breakfast with a, with a new family. It was actually the husband slash dad of me, a new family. Let me pause you right there because I made myself about 15 pounds of breakfast casserole. Did you? Friday night, I made it and put it in the garage fridge. That when I woke up to watch the volleyball, you on lie. Saturday you morning, are lying. I did. I I made a breakfast casserole with eggs and sausage and some onion, and then I also made a hash brown casserole for myself to watch the Olympics. So that has nothing to do with, with visitors. Clayton says it, it really replaces the QR code. It's a flow code. I don't even know what that means. I can't wait. Sorry, you were actually doing ministry. I was I, just. I was going. doing ministry, and I just 
I found it breakfast casserole thrilling to be able to do some of the things we used to do. And that was go out to breakfast at my favorite local diner, introduce um, a new family to the area to a great local place. And it was kind of cool because I walked in and obviously everybody knew my name. I knew their names. It was the usual. It was, hey, how's your family doing? And it was just kind of like that stunned look. They're like, oh, you do pastor in this area. I know I don't have Safety Harbor like you do. It's- Andrew knows Every local business in the area, as he should. But that's because every local business in the area is a 20-foot walk from my office. You should know them. Yes. That, I, that should be part of your job description. If, if you don't believe us, you should come meet us here, and we'll go out to lunch afterwards on a Monday, and we can walk We to, know the entire staff at it, our favorite Greek diner. And they were closed last week. They were closed on, they were on a family they vacation. They were on a family vacation because it's a family-run place. So we went to... The auxiliary restaurant in downtown Safety Harbor. Uh, Clayton says him. now our church logo becomes the QR slash flow code. Oh, that's, that's cool. Sweet. That's so it's got like the little dots in it, yeah. and it still scans that's like the cool. QR code. But so we walk into we were going to the secondary restaurant. And I said to him like, eh, you know, I haven't been here in a while since we started going to that other place. And then and you know, I don't I don't know it quite as well as the other. We place went we've to been. pay for the meals, and I ordered a much smaller meal than Andrew <laughs> on purpose. And somehow the waitress mixed up the checks, and I ended up paying for Andrew's large meal, which I hope you didn't eat for two days after that. Um, here's the thing. It was twice the amount of my meal. It was not. It was six dollars more. It was a roast beef sandwich, and it was delicious. I paid with my personal card. You paid with your church card. I paid for your meal with my church card. You didn't know it was, when you handed her the card, you thought you were paying for your meal. Yes, it was a ministry lunch. Just saying, you lean into that account a bit much, Tim. On Mondays, we lunch together. Two area pastors in the same denomination. How is that not a church expense? Of all the things that you expense for the church, your tax-exempt status. The difference is that I use the church's tax status and my personal funds. Just saying. We're not having lunch together today. We're not. I've got a lunch date. It's more like a meeting. I was going to say, it's not with your wife, so I wouldn't call it a date. It's a meeting. Lunch meetings can be fun. Lunch meetings can be fun. I hope Especially when you're seeking to resolve conflict. What's that? Hang on. But the important question Stephanie has is, how many Pokemon do we have on church property? Okay. I don't know. We're a Pokestop. Have been. We, we have been. It's forever. When it first went worldwide, we had dozens. I had an older gentleman approach me and say, do we need to put up signs to stop the people from coming to the church? I was very, very confused as to why we'd want to stop anybody from coming to church. And then we had churches in the area putting up signs, stopping people from coming to church to collect their Pokemon. But they were also... Come on on to Lakeview. If, We've got plenty of Pokemon for if you. If there are people Pokemon hunting behind you while you're preaching because of the glass... That would be an issue. That could be an issue. Stephanie or Clayton says, Steph, interesting that you say that because I'm working on augmented reality for kids ministry. There we go. Told you Clayton's an all-star volunteer at Lakeview Church. I don't feel like you're being fully appreciated at Lakeview. (laughs) Let me invite you personally to Safety Harbor (laughs) Community Church. We have a mug with a brochure with your name on it. Speaking of Clayton, happy birthday, buddy. HBD. I went to camp with him a couple times. Another year alive. Cancer survivor. He's a good dude. Very good dude. Tim, I think it's that time. It is. It is. It's it's been a week. We have a lot of ministry and Olympics to catch up on this week, as do you. I should have like put the Why the is that your favorite Olympic song? I don't know. It's just what I pops into my head when I think of the what's yours? I mean, what do you think it is? I, I was like I was thinking of Star Wars. It is. That's it. Yeah. It's the Star Wars theme. <laughs> it's the intro to every I mean, can we can we can we end the show yeah. on I mean with Olympic fanfare? 
I feel like that would be the most appropriate way. I, I mean, sure. To end the show. Oh yeah, that's. I How see do not. the one I was whistling is like what they play when they're le when like NBC's coverage is ending for the night. Are you already fired? I'm already fired up. I'm ready. We've got eight hours. I'm already fired up. Why are you yelling? Go get your work done. You've got Olympics to watch tonight. Don't get too excited about the men's gymnastics. U.S. Tonight. men's rugby. It's going down tonight. 